Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. everybody to the retail corner podcast today we're going to be talking about making the most of your digital marketing and in order to do that we have rosalind jones who is the director of digital marketing at rack room shoes how are you doing today rosalind good thank you for having me oh thank you for being with us and thank you for sharing your time with our audience we greatly appreciate it so before we really step into right digital marketing and the process and the value add that it brings to a brand. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about like, what are you guys doing, right? At digital, when it comes to digital marketing in your department, when it comes to Rack Room, how does it fit in there? What are you guys contributing to the company? Yeah, of course. So my department oversees four key areas. That's social media, marketing analytics, pay digital, and then SEO. Um, very recently, we're building more of an internal team. So just kind of trying to work holistically to determine how those channels best complement each other and how we can make efficient moves across one another as well. Nice, 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 nice. And and for everybody out there, right, because I think everybody has a, a misconception of digital marketing, right, and, and what it is and the value that it brings. I think there's a lot of uh, naysayers as well, right, where, where I think the, the budget is tightening when it comes to marketing, right, because there's so many different outlets out there that they have maybe issues knowing which is the best outlet to capitalize on. So if you can summarize for our listeners, right, what is truly the value out of digital marketing and what's the best way to strategize to implement that slowly? right because because you depending on your target audience the channel that you're utilizing might be different right yeah of course um when we think of digital marketing i would say a lot of companies are still using last attribution which is favorable to certain channels and those are seen as the revenue drivers but in the grand scheme of things um top of funnel marketing impacts channels that aren't paid you know your direct traffic uh, seo local listings it also influences traffic to your store as well um so when we think about that value from digital it's not just e-commerce transactions or you know, some of the channels that people are more familiar with when they think about the paid side, it's holistically all of your business, including brick and mortar. So I, I know you guys, obviously, you focus a lot on the marketing side of things, right? And with that, there's communication that you guys produce that affect your overall consumer, your employees, and the overall brand image, right? And so how do you how do you guys leverage that, that information? How do you put it out there? Yeah, um, so we leverage our messaging and all of our paid and owned um, channels such as email, social media. Um, when we think about what we message to our consumer, it's you know the value of our products, loyalty programs. And also when we think about Rackham Shoes, there's two brands that fall under one umbrella. So leveraging that messaging of, of you know the holistic family of Rackroom name. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. And, and when we talk about like, obviously the communication aspect of things, right? A big portion, I'm assuming to the consumer itself, right? Is what everybody knows out there, like the boosting of your post on Instagram, right? Or the long-term effect of building that brand, right? So how do you guys uh, balance the amount of boostings and for people out there that they're wanting to do that, right? Because I think a lot of times they'll put a boost on Instagram or they'll put a boost on another social media outlet and then they'll just really focus on 
hey, how many likes did I get or how many followings did I get? But I, but I think there was more to that information to be read, right? So if, if you could recommend for listeners out there, what are some of the key elements they should focus on when creating these campaigns? And when, when is the right time to do these campaigns? Because I also think a lot of times they want to do it on big holiday season, right? But then you have these huge companies that are putting a lot of money into that. And is there a value add in doing it at the same time frame? when everybody else is doing it or finding like niches of time for your organization to do it. Yeah. Um, so when we think about boosting, I'd say there's definitely some struggles in the paid um, social space. iOS changes have made things like custom audiences less efficient and year over year it's no secret that we're seeing rises in CPCs of upwards of 40%. So I think it's a bit of um, a balancing act. I mean, how do you have this strategic mix of placements that convert like Facebook while still leveraging some that are, you know, more awareness for some younger demographics? So leaning into, you know, some of the, the newer names like TikTok, et cetera. Um, but I think when you think about your portfolio, it should be strategic based on your goals of your organization. So for us, it's exactly that, that balancing act between um, focusing on conversion driving tactics through Facebook and then also looking at awareness building through some other social channels. Okay, okay, perfect. And when it comes to SEO, right, can you tell us more about SEO? I know you guys are in charge of that aspect of, of the business. I think a lot, a lot of times... Uh, you know, companies don't pay a lot of attention to that. They, they focus on their products and focus on creating a very nice looking website. But SEO is such a pivotal aspect of getting that presence from the consumer side of things, right? So, so if you can tell us what SEO really stands for, the, the benefits of putting a team together in order to address that. Yeah, of course. I think when we talk about SEO, there's a misconception that is traditionally just copy on a page, but SEO is far more than that. It's how we link our pages. It's how we structure our site. It's site speed. It's user experience. It's copy and content as well. But all of those things are, um, I think, equally as important. And so it's um, a lot of kind of changing mindset so that we think about pulling in these experts very early into the process of having those conversations when we're talking about building out content, building out new areas of our page. And I think it's, um, it's such an interesting time to talk about SEO because there's so many things in the market now when you think about chat GPT or other technologies that are rolling out. It also leads questions of efficiency for the e-commerce space. Um, for brands that are effectively wholesalers like ourselves that have products that are carried elsewhere, how can AI be used to you know, write PDP pages or um, product descriptions so that you know, those manual copywriters can focus their talents on things that you know, further move the needle? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and for, for younger entrepreneurs, for younger companies, when they're building their website, so you, you definitely recommend for them to bring an SEO talent in-house, right? Or not in-house, even if it's not from, from an outside market, but to bring them to be part of that creation of that e-commerce page, right? Because I think a lot of people build their, their website and then they go looking for SEO after the fact, right? But then I think it creates a lot of additional or double work in the long term. Would you, would you agree with that or what would you recommend? Yeah, 100%. I mean, whether they're internal or external would effectively be based on, I think, the size of their website, whether they'd see cost efficiencies. Um, but bringing them in on the front end is definitely going to be a, a time saver in terms of um, you know, being ahead of what the trends and opportunities are and less backtracking for technical optimizations. Okay, okay. And what is the best way you recommend for people in order to track 
the the value out of the campaigns, right? Beyond, hey, we, we got sales or we got a lot of likes or we got a lot of followers. What are some really good metrics that, that people can use in order to really see the value out of the campaigns that they do or the changes that they do from a marketing perspective? Yeah, so if you're thinking about SEO campaigns in particular, what I would say is every page or subset of your, your site that you build out, it should be with a goal in mind. Um, not all pages are built to be conversion pages, such as you know PDP or carts. Some may be awareness to talk about what you do in the community or your brand as a whole. And off of what those pages are intended to deliver should be what you base your KPIs off of. Some may be traffic into my site and some may be um, ultimately conversion rate and revenue. Awesome. Awesome. And, and obviously everything with marketing is all data driven, right? And so what, what do you could recommend is the best way for, for retailers, right? Whether they're young, middle size or larger size to better use the data that they're getting in order to make the right decisions, right? Because, because when you come to data, there's so many aspects of it, right? And so many things you can concentrate. But, but if you look at the trend this year and past year, what would you recommend are the key elements people should be focusing on? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's so many ways to interpret or analyze your data. I wouldn't say that there's one, you know, one consistent answer, but across the board, I'd say it's typically garbage in, it yields garbage out. So when you're collecting data, be very, very mindful of, you know, what you are recording and how you're using that to make the calls or optimizations to your website. Awesome. Awesome. And, and if you had one, one piece of advice, right, and I like to ask this of everybody, for, for all entrepreneurs and all executives out there, you know, what would you recommend for them to, to focus on for this year? Yeah, of course. Um, I think my recommendation would be to not be afraid to challenge the status quo. Um, and that can look like a lot of different things, you know, maybe revisiting a test that perhaps seemed like a failure in the past, but could be done a little bit differently. It could be things like, you know, pausing media and truly understanding a baseline so that when you're running future campaigns, you truly know the incrementality of your work. Um, but broadly speaking, just don't be afraid to try something a little bit different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think trying new things all the time, right. It gives you the opportunity to, to learn or to, to showcase, right. The new, new features or new ways in order to accomplish new things. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rosalind. I really, really appreciate it. You know, I hope Rackshoes continues to, to grow and expand and then we'll have all the information for everybody out there. So if you guys have questions or concerns or ideas that you might want to bounce off with Rosalind and her team, we'll definitely put their information down here. And thank you so much for dedicating some time to us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast and thank you so much for listening.